whom I'm very familiar with. Whom I'm very familiar. The first pastor was Nelson Meganson, who was ordained by Derek Prince and served for about five years. At that point, mom and dad went to uh, actually stay with a great aunt of mine and then my paternal grandmother, then my paternal grandfather, and then my, I mean, maternal grandfather, and then my maternal grandmother. Wow, that's a mouthful. So at that point in time, the next was Robert Enlow who was ordained by Jay and Dad and served for about seven years. Then I came along. Actually, I was already there, but mm, I began as interim for a year in 1993. Dadgum, that seemed like a long time ago, doesn't it? (laughs) In February of 94, I was ordained by Pete Beck from Master Builders and have served until today. And today is the operative word here. Right? I will continue to serve, of course. But So that's right at 28 years. It's wild, isn't it? Man. In just a little bit, Josh Greenlee will be ordained and set in as the fourth pastor of Franklin Covenant Church. I am so blessed by how this all came about. And some of you know about those who really sense the Lord calling Josh and, and confirming his call and, uh, and then him and his family, he and his family, uh, just getting before the Lord and, I mean, children included and seeking his face and saying, is this your call on my life for the next season? And they agreed. Wow. <laughs> so, he will be ordained by Bob Crawford, Phil Woody, John Gibson, and myself. Who is John here? Gibson? He didn't make it. Okay. Scratch that from my notes. Um, who are the current elders and his dad, David Greenlee. Did he make it? I didn't recognize without the hat. So, <laughs> joining us, he will be joining us for laying on of hands, prayer, and commissioning. Will be our deacons, Chris Wilson, Jack Norton, Seth Greenlee, and Daniel Osiech. Did you guys know that? <laughs> See, I, get, I just get to say some things this morning. Before that time comes, I would like to share a few scriptures for foundation of commitment for Josh and for us as the community of Franklin Covenant Church. The first is from Ephesians 4, New Living Translation. It won't go up in the New Living because we don't have that, but perhaps Josh would like it and could get it. I don't know. Anyway, it's possible. Ephesians 4.1, New Living Translation. Therefore I, Paul speaking, writing, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling. As for you, Josh, and for all of us, for you have been called by God, not by Franklin Covenant Church, not by me, but by God himself. Be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love 
This is how we all should behave. Always keep yourselves united in the Holy Spirit. I love that because Paul tells us how to do that. Because my first question is, how am I going to do that? And he says, stay united with the Holy Spirit. Stay in union with the Holy Spirit of God. And bind yourselves together with peace. Peace. Not as the world gives. Give I unto you, right? We are all one body. We have the same spirit. And we have all been called to the same glorious future. Isn't that awesome? There is only one Lord, one faith, one baptism. And there is only one God and Father who is over us all and in us all and living through us all. However, or in addition, I I might adjust that a little. He has given each one of us a special gift according to the generosity of Christ. That's huge. It's not Josh that's been given a gift or a call. We've all been given gifts and calls. And they're unique. And they work together according to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Amen? And I love, I'm going to skip to verse 11. I love this. And he, Jesus, is the one who gave these gifts, the following gifts, to the church. Jesus gives... To the church are these, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Today, we specifically address the office of pastor. And we recognize that God has given us for a period of time that he determines Josh Greenlee. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. Their responsibility, it doesn't say their responsibility is to do the work. They have work to do, right? They have a call and a responsibility. (laughs) The apostle... Prophets, evangelists, pastors, comma, or pastors and teachers, however you like it, fourfold or fivefold, doesn't matter. Their responsibility is to equip God's people, all of us who are gifted in some way and called in some way into service in the body of Christ, his body, his bride, his church. Equip God's people to do his work, not Josh's work, not my work. Not Derek Prince's work. God's work. God's work. And build up the church. Build her up, not tear her down. The body of Christ. Until we come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature and full grown in the Lord. Measuring up to the full stature of Christ. We're all going in the same direction. Right? It's the same hope and the same... Isn't that good? We're going to be little Jesus running around. 
Good. This is the main focus. Now, here are some other little things that I wanted us to consider. Are we good? I doubt if Josh will ever ask that. But anyway, <laughs> oh, somebody bring Josh. Well, I have a special concern. This is in the message paraphrase. I have a special concern for you church leaders. <laughs> I, I think that's awesome. This is Peter. I mean, what, what a crazy guy. I know what it's like to be a leader in Christ's sufferings as well as the coming glory. Here's my concern. That you care for God's flock with all the diligence of a shepherd. Not because you have to, but because you want to please God. Not calculating what you can get out of it, but acting spontaneously. And I would add by the leading of the Holy Spirit. Not bossily. (laughs) Telling others what to do. But tenderly showing them the way. When God, who is the best shepherd of all, comes out in the open with his rule, he'll see that you've done it right and commend you lavishly. What do you think of that, Josh? (laughs) And you who are younger must follow your leaders. You who are younger, this is for the rest of us. You, well, maybe not me. You who are younger must follow your leaders. But all of you, leaders and followers alike, are to be down to earth with each other. For God has had it with the proud, but takes delight in just plain people. Don't you love this? So be content with who you are and don't put on airs. God's strong hand is on you. He'll promote you at the right time. Second Timothy 2, 1 and 2. You therefore, my son, Paul talks, speaking to Timothy, his, his mentee, um, as, as he uh, brings him up in, in a pastoring role <clears throat> at Ephesus, says these things, these things. You therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. The things which you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Equipping the saints. Equipping the saints. And this is for all of us. Hebrews 13, 15 through 18. Through him, Jesus, then... Let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of lips that give thanks to his name. And do not neglect doing good and sharing. For with, which, with such sacrifices, God is pleased. Obey your leaders and submit to them. Now, this is the Bible. This is not my theology or something. Well, it is. <clears throat> Obey your leaders and submit to them, for they keep watch over your souls as those who will give an account. Now listen, y'all. Let them do this with joy and not with grief. For this would be unprofitable for you. Help Josh in every way 
do his work, God's work, with joy. Don't be a pain in the hind end. John making some paraphrase. Do this with joy, not with grief, for this would be unprofitable for you. Pray for us, for we are sure that we have a good conscience, desiring to conduct ourselves honorably in all things. Pray for Josh. Pray for your elders. Pray for your deacons. Pray for one another. Serve one another. Love. Josh, David, the elders, would you come? Thank you. It, uh, So, I thought I was just going to come up here and, I was led to believe I was just going to come up here and, and lay hands with a bunch of other guys on Joshua, not have to really say anything except for maybe pray. And I pray, so I'm, I'm used to that, but I am not used to speaking. And I was told I was actually going to have a subject of laying on of hands, so, uh, so I apologize for the lack of uh, preparation, but, you know, again, it's his word, so let's let his word, by his spirit, work in us and produce exactly what he wants it to produce. So, apparently there's 24 scriptures referring to the laying on of hands. Um, but there's just, I don't know, about a dozen that refer to ordaining or setting apart someone for a particular office or service. And... Um, there's hardly any in the New Testament, and the Old Testament has quite a few. But I'm just going to read them. It says, Present the Levites before the Lord, and the sons of Israel shall lay their hands on the Levites. So the Lord said to Moses, Take Joshua, the son of Nun, a man in whom is the Spirit, and lay your hand on him. Then he laid his hands on him and commissioned him, just as the Lord spoke to Moses. And these they brought before the apostles, and after praying, they laid their hands on them. Do not neglect the spiritual gift within you, which was bestowed on you through the prophetic utterance by the laying on of hands by the presbytery. For this reason, I remind you to rekindle afresh the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. This is Paul speaking to Timothy. And do not lay hands upon anyone too hastily, thereby sharing the responsibility for the sins of others and keep yourself free from sin. And then the last one says, uh, then when they fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they sent them away. So, you know, I read those scriptures and it's, we're humans. I mean, that's, that's, that's the problem. I mean, it's, we're humans and we take, 
these words that are from the creator of humans and how to run this, this place. And we can just turn it into a, a ceremony or we can say, these are your words, Father. Please breathe on them, Holy Spirit, and make them our flesh, your word in our flesh. So that's why we're here. And um, as I was reading those scriptures, the one about Moses and Joshua struck me because, you know, hey, Josh. So it's uh, Numbers 27. And uh, Moses is speaking to the Lord. He says, may the Lord, the God of the spirits of all flesh, appoint a man over this congregation who will go out and come in before them and who will lead them out and bring them in so that the congregation of which of the Lord will not be like sheep, which have no shepherd. So the Lord said to Moses, take Joshua, the son of Nun, a man in whom is the spirit and lay your hands on him. And have him stand before Eliezer the priest and before all the congregation and commission him in their sight. You shall put some of your authority on him in order that all the congregation of the sons of Israel may obey him. Moreover, he shall stand before the priest who will inquire of the Lord for judgment. And at his command, they shall go out, and at his command, they shall come in, both he and the sons of Israel with him, even all the congregation. Then Moses did just as the Lord commanded him. He took Joshua and set him before Eliezer. He laid his hands on him, and he commissioned him, just as the Lord spoke through Moses. So, I kind of got the idea that it's kind of important for the Moses of this congregation to first lay hands on the Joshua of this congregation and pray for him. Then the other guys who are leaders in the church, like the priesthood, need to come up and lay their hands on him. And I don't know how you guys run the show here, but if someone feels like they have a word of the Lord, a prophetic word, a gift of knowledge, whatever, concerning Joshua's ordination, then please speak. Okay? There you go. Turn this back on. It is with great honor and humility I lay hands on you. Actually, pass the baton. Passing the baton, John to Josh, 110 to 2021, run with endurance the race. Amen. <laughs> thank you, Lord. We bless you, Lord, in this place. We thank you for your call on Josh. God, I relinquish all that you have given me to do in this congregation for the time that you had me here. And I pass on all the responsibility, <laughs> all the joys, all the challenges. The power of your Holy Spirit resident 
We agree as Josh stirs the gift that you have placed in him by these laying on of hands. And that it will overflow and there would be so much love from this man that it would be hard to contain even in this building (laughs) and among these people. And it would flow out because it's the love of Jesus. It's the love of God the Father who sent his only son. And so, Josh, it's yours, buddy. I love you. And I am so grateful to God that you're the man. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. If you'd like. Oh, so others can join us. Sure, I could do that. Josh, this morning, as I was getting ready and about to come, um, I was putting on the clothes that I normally wear and and, uh, you guys know that I like to uh, wear nice things I like to clean up a bit because I'm used to working out in the out on the jobs through the week getting dirty crawling around in all kinds of junk and attics and crawl spaces and uh, so I like to clean up I like to feel clean and nice but God said put on your boots put on your work clothes because I've got a message the message is you are to hear me. My son, when he was walking on this earth, said he didn't do anything except what he saw me do. He didn't speak anything except what he heard me say. To you, Josh, and to the congregation, this is a new day. A day in which your shoes will not always be clean. There will be mud on your shoes. There will be dirt on your clothes. For I've called you to walk in this day that's before you. This is your day. You are here to walk in this day, not in a day that you would have imagined or you might have hoped for. But in this day, you are here to walk in this day. The joys you will experience are the joys that will come from me. For I will pour out upon you joy and peace. As you walk in my way, you will know my peace. You'll know my joy. I will sustain you. 
the light will shine into a brighter day. For I'll bring you into a brighter day. You will endure to the end, and my salvation will be your salvation. It's my salvation. You're walking in my salvation. So keep focused. So keep your eyes upon me. And look to me, and I will do things, and you will do the things that I do. I will say things, and you'll say the things I say. Only when you look to me, and only when you listen to me, will the things that you hear from other brothers and sisters cause peace in your heart, joy. Some have been disturbed by the things that they have heard from others, brothers and sisters. You've been disturbed. You've been tore up. You've been pulled asunder because you you have listened to their words and they and sometimes you have believed their words and yet the darkness came. And it tore at your heart and it tore at your soul. Your brothers and sisters' words will not be peace to you unless you are listening to my words and seeing my face and looking at my actions. For as you look at my actions and hear my words, then the words of your brothers and sisters that were offensive to you will no longer be offensive because you will be looking in the right direction. Your ears will not be dull of hearing or you will see me and you will hear me and I will show you my presence and I will let you hear my voice says the Lord there is a day when a different set of clothes will be put on feast in my presence. Don't forget in the night what you heard in the day. Don't forget in the dark what you heard in the light. Don't let the world dictate for I made the world I have the upper hand there is a better day and I have promised this day it is coming it is coming to all who will hear his word 
and who will listen to him. But this is the day that you, Joshua, will hear my voice. And you will lead many to know your voice. You will, you will lead many to walk in the gifts and the callings in which they have, which I have called them to, which they have been entitled to. Not one, but not two, but one. Not two, but one. The power of God flows through the anointing of God is flowing to and through, to and through. Many will be raised up, says the Lord. Many will be raised up. Many hearts will be melted, melded together. Yes. Big brother, I'm I'm Josh's little brother Seth, and uh, you know just thinking about things through life. Got some of our our friends that we grew up with here, which is pretty neat. And uh, I know a lot of your faults, you know, and your weaknesses. And sometimes I think we can go come across this and just be trite with it. And this is something that, that the Lord set up, you know. This isn't. This old Josh Greenlee who's made all these mistakes in life and done all these things that he didn't know if he should be doing or not doing them, but he's just doing what he thought was right. But you're being led by the Lord right now. And I believe that. I'm your little brother, you know. That's a, that's a weird thing for a little brother to do with a big brother. I don't know if any of you... Who's, who's done that? Anybody else here in this position? No? Okay. I'm the only one. Um... <laughs> Anyways, I just wanted to say that, that I take it seriously, okay? Um, also, I was thinking about, you went from law enforcement, but you're not in law enforcement here as a pastor, because there's another word for a cop, and that's a peacemaker. And so, in this position, you're transitioning from this idea of law enforcement into peacemaking, and that's led by the Spirit, so... I'd like someone here to pray for that.
specifically uh, one of the elders here for a piece for you when I'm finished. Um, what was the other thing I was going to say, Josh? Pretty interesting. <laughs> okay, the other one was this. Thank you, Lord, because I forget a lot. The Lord knows I forget. My wife knows I forget. But even when the Lord talks to me, I still forget what people say. It's unbelievable. Gratefulness. Okay? You're going to know when you're walking in his light because you will be grateful. And that gratefulness doesn't just mean everything is going perfectly. And it doesn't mean you're feeling all giddy and happy. It means you're saying, good or bad, whatever we're doing here and now, thank you, Lord, for putting me here. You know, the default mode of our lives as Christians is to be thankful and to be grateful. And you know you're outside of his will and leading when your heart is feeling ungrateful and unthankful. It's as simple as that. So, I'm, you know, gratefulness, I think, is, is just something to carry you forward. I'm going to pray for the peace. Though. Good. All right. Lord, like you did with the disciples on that Mount of Transfiguration, they were down low, and you came behind each one of them, and you lifted them up. You said, peace unto you. And you gave them peace, not as the world gives peace, but your peace, which is lasting. I pray that you and Becky depend on that peace. I pray that you lean into that peace and that you accept that peace. There are so many times where we can point out so many things to let our peace be stolen. Lord, just let that fall on their house, on their children, on that whole house, Lord, as, as they just walk together in normal life, all the little ins and outs of church life, the people calling and asking and talking and why this and why that. Lord, let your peace, let your peace fall on them. Be with them, Father. Let them depend on you and let them remember to go forward in gratitude, a grateful heart, a content heart, to learn to be content in all things. Bless Seth. Bless Nathaniel, bless Rosa, Caleb. Bless those children, protect them, Lord. And let these parents trust you. We always hear about these pastors, kids, and the difficulty. Lord, let them trust you, that you have them, that you're the finisher, you're the author. And thank you that we even have the chance to depend on you. Bless this time, Lord. Bless this family and bless this larger family that we're all together as a family of Christ. It's not just the people in our houses. He put us together as a family. We meet together because we're family, because we're one in Christ. Thank you for my brother and my sister Becky. Thank you for this time in this place. And thank you for Pastor John again for all he's done. Being the father here. And then wherever else he's going to take you, for Kathy. Amen.
Very possibly you have a, a word you would like to share uh, this morning. And we will bring the microphone to you. If you will just indicate by the uplifted hand, we will get there just as fast as we can. Hi, guys. So I just have known you guys for a number of years. And we had our first babies together, right, side-by-side houses. And I just, um, man, it just moves me so much to be able to be here with you guys in this season. And I just wanted to um, bless the Lord for the faithfulness of you two and how you, I've seen, you know, the last 17, 20 years, you guys just walk out faithfully what God has called you to do. And it's not you striving, but just seeing the Lord through you, just so, so transparent and it makes me excited to see this next season that I just bless you in that faithfulness that God has so much in store for you guys. And I'm really excited to be here and be a part. So, Amen. I just love you. Bless you. Father, I thank you for this couple. That's the yes. Father, we thank you for the gifts that you've placed within. In the name of Jesus, we ask you to stir them up, Lord. We pray for your power and your anointing to be released. We speak release of your Holy Spirit to move in and through them in a powerful way. Lord, you know the days ahead and you've called them into this place for such a time as this. And so, Lord, we trust that you will impart everything that they need to lead Serve and love in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much. Hi. My name is Bill Connolly. I was this guy's youth pastor. I have been in his life a long time. Uh, what's amazing is that all of them that are here with Seth and Ryan, Peter, Kate. Uh, where's Josh Brandt? Josh, hi. <laughs> but these are the people that own my heart. In my journey, I've come across many. Uh, I hired Josh and Seth and my company as electricians. Uh, Seth did not know which side of the screwdriver to use. But now he's a master electrician. But we've known Josh. We've seen him grow. He has always been the one that would take care of these guys that I just mentioned. He was the little shepherd. He was always the one that was their leader. And to watch God work, it's, sorry, it humbles you that he would put people like that in your life. You don't think he deserved it. I'm probably right. But in all of that, to see what he has accomplished in his journey is still amazing. 
I have a challenge for you. You've seen what has taken place up here, that God took the authority that he had given John and passed that authority on to him. That is something that's known as honor. When you hear God's word, honor your mother and father. But throughout scripture, it keeps saying the same thing. Those that are placed over you, they are to be honored. I'm a student of Hebrew. And I wanted to know what that word meant. It really breaks down to me, weight. When you hear someone speak about, he has a lot of weight in the city council. He carries a lot of weight. He carries a lot of influence is what he has. You need to realize that God has placed a great deal of influence in this man's life for you. And it's your responsibility to honor that. If you don't honor that, unfortunately, something comes back on you that you will not like. Because if you don't honor him, you don't honor him. Because he is the one that put him in. He is the one that made the choice. Because he chose this man. You have one phenomenal man and wife. A cod. It's a unique one. But they don't walk singularly. They walk together. She in the Hebrew is a warrior. She will whoop him if he doesn't stay online. That's what her job is. I've, I've been married for 56 years. I'll show you my scars if you want. But I won't go there. So, bless you, my friend. I am honored. Um, I wanted to just, when, when John was sharing those scriptures, the one that really spoke to me was Ephesians 4, verse 12. And this is the Amplified, so there's a few extra words, but it helps me understand. His intention was the perfecting and the full equipping of the saints that they should do the work of ministering toward building up Christ's body and the church. So, y'all, your job is equipping us, the saints, to do that work. And I think I'm, I just turned 69. In all these years, yeah, um, in all these years of, of being part of the body of Christ, which I love so dearly, one of the biggest pitfalls I've seen is the lie that Satan says, you have to do it all. Gail, you're not doing enough. Or, you know, Kathy, you're not doing enough. Or, Denise, you're not doing enough. That's lies. We're all to do it together. So, stand on that truth that you're to help equip us. And we'll all do the work together.
Thank you, Father. Thank you for two people that are called by your Holy Spirit. Two that have gone before, Father, that were called by your Spirit and obeyed you. And two now, and I just bless them. And I encourage the congregation to look at them as family. We are family. We are God's family. And in the coming days, people need to continue to see something different. That we love each other no matter what. We will not tear each other down as the world does in the name of Jesus. We will love each other. We will look at each other as family. We are family. That just is so strong to me right now. That when you interact with one another, that when you walk in the building, you will have that concept. A love that only comes from God that is to be given away. And to I charge you in the name of Jesus to not tear down when you are tempted to tear down one another that you would stop and you would repent and you would ask forgiveness and say no I am God's I am God's person I am part of a family and we are here to show a dark and dying world that love that difference we are not here to serve ourselves for as the days get darker and we get older, we want to run the race well. As John and Kathy have run the race well, they have been our example. And now we must continue to run the race well. I encourage you, I pray for us, that the grace and the Holy Spirit would be upon us, that we could do that that we could please God so much because we have his heart. I bless these two. I bless their family. I bless this congregation in the name of Jesus. Thank you for the honor, Father, to be part of this body. Lord Jesus, help us in your name. That if I should say something. I'm oh, sorry, that was really loud. Um, here, hold this for a second. I met Josh uh, the summer that we were at the inn together. And um, when you're at the inn, you never know what's going to happen. And one day, we were told to get in a van with all our, our camping stuff. And uh, we were training for a, a bigger camping excursion towards the end of the summer with a bunch of little excursions and that day we went to Heartbreak Ridge (laughs) and it was a heartbreak Uh, we got Josh uh, was the leader along with our friend Phil and uh, Josh was in charge of us basically and we were all and Pete was there um, and we were all camping and, or we had all these big backpacks on our backs and stuff and um, we were hiking on the trail and then all of a sudden the trail just disappeared under our feet and we were in the middle of the woods with no directions and um, 
guys had a map, but it didn't do any good because we weren't on the trail. So, so we were all kind of like, not panicking, but maybe starting a little bit because, you know, we're in the middle of the woods. And um, I think it was you, Josh, and you said, all right, we're going to we're just going to climb up that hill. We're just going to straight trail blaze it up the hill. And I don't know if you've ever had a huge backpack on your back and you've tried to walk through the woods and there's all these rhododendron and we're all like going straight up this side of this hill and everybody's pack is getting caught and you're having to like unhook the person in front of you who just got caught up and you know it was such hard going it was so difficult and then we got to finally the top and you and Phil were able to look at the map and get your bearings and see the railroad track and use that to guide us to get us back to the trail and so we were all fine and we, Josh uh, got us back on the track and on the trail and I just felt like you know with our church you know as we're following you sometimes it feels really steep and it feels like wow what are we doing we're, we're going straight uphill but we're just trying to get our bearings you know and I just remember thinking that day like you were somebody I wanted to follow because you, you, you didn't panic you, you, you let us and um, and I'm still happy to follow you. I just want to say that. Yeah, top that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, the heat is on. I'm sweating. Anyway, <laughs> no, God don't. Uh, um, there, uh, just thank you, everyone who showed up. Um, this is a definite God moment. Um, I did not choose him. He chose me. He chose you. You did not choose him. To be part of the greatest family in the universe. And, like Seth said, I've got faults and weaknesses, but I heard somewhere that the Lord takes those weaknesses and he makes them strengths. And I know I need a lot of wisdom. I need a lot of help. But I know he gives grace to the humble. And I need every bit of that, especially in these days. There's a lot of shaking going on. But uh, his kingdom is not going to shake. And one day we will not shake at what the world shakes at. Because we will be steadfast immovable, unshakable because he is we will be also and he is the head of the church I'm a steward along with these other men and leaders here in our church and success is not it's not like the way the world looks at it as far as growth and all those things he calls for faithfulness Because when we eventually do stand before him on that day, we all want to hear those words, good and faithful servant, well done. Not successful, faithful. He is faithful, and he will make us faithful as his people. And I'm just excited. I'm ready. I'm ready for what the Lord has for me and our family. And all the people who came to see us today, uh, we love you. Thank you so much. And uh, you guys enjoy the day. Be safe.
I want to be up here. Um, I, many of you do not know me. My name is Paul Timmon. I have developed a relationship with various families in this congregation and call many of them friends, and they've helped us through some difficult times. A little shaky right now because, uh, as Jeremiah the prophet had said, if he doesn't speak what the word is said, it becomes like a fire in his bones. One of the things that he mentioned as I was listening to everybody speaking over you is, is unity. Okay, Unity in his congregation, but at the same time, unity begins first in the marriage. And the marriage is something... It's the picture of Christ and the church, and Christ and the church is a picture of marriage, but it's circular. It goes around and around and around. The enemy seeks to kill, steal, and destroy. You two cannot be a house divided. You two need to be united in everything. And part of that is love, respect. There's a couple of scriptures that I'll pull up quickly to speak over you. God is our refuge and our strength and ever-present help in trouble. Psalm 46, one. Psalm 133. Behold how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. But more so, a husband and wife, a mother and a father for your children. It is like the precious ointment upon the head that ran down upon the beard, and Aaron's beard that went down to the skirts of his garments. Love you guys. want the kids to come up. Children, come on. Kids, all of us. Children, there you go. Okay, everybody, we're going to pray for the whole family. Let's just join together right now. Hallelujah. Father, we just thank you and give you praise. Extend your hands this way. We just thank you, Lord God, and give you praise. Hallelujah. Strength, power, angels set round about. Hedge. A light shone from heaven. A light, there's a beam that is shining down. It's shining now. It's shining on this whole family. It's bringing in joy and peace and goodness. Strength, talent, anointings. Anointings in all kinds of directions here. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Father. Holy are you, Lord. Holy are you, Lord. We give you praise. We thank you, God, for this great anointing and this time and this setting in. We praise you now, Father, in the name of Jesus. Blessings on this family. And everybody said, Amen, Amen, Amen. Amen. Praises. Yes. There's a what? Another word? All right. Yeah, there you go. Master's daughter. I'm just going to pray for you really quick because I grew up, my dad was a pastor, and so I kind of know what it feels like. And um, Lord, I just thank you. these four blessings 
And in our family, there were three boys and one girl. And I just ask that you protect them. Lord, turn their hearts to you so that they would be unshakable in their love of you and their understanding of your love for them. And Lord, I just pray that despite any of the things that happen over the years or hurts that may come or triumphs, that they know your presence and they know that regardless of the mountaintops or the valleys, that you, Lord, are the one that matters. You will carry them, you'll direct them, and you'll bless them, Lord. Just pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Love one another. <laughs>